On the show today, I have my friend Marina, who is an amazing family photographer in El Paso. She is the sweetest human, and I feel so lucky to get to call her a virtual friend. Hopefully, we can make that real friends one day. We are chatting about community over competition and how we as photographers can be better community members, but also keep our own personal boundaries. Are you an aspiring lifestyle newborn photographer who feels like you're just missing a few pieces to the puzzle? Imagine this. What if you had the confidence to walk into any home and know you could handle any situation that came your way? What if low lighting homes didn't cause a single bit of anxiety because you knew exactly how to use light to your advantage? What if you could trade in evening and weekend sessions for daytime in-home newborn sessions? What if you could charge more for your lifestyle newborn sessions and you had clients accept to hand over their dollars just to get to work with you. With my new program, Calm the Chaos, a lifestyle photographer's guide to newborn sessions, that's exactly what you could do. If only you had the audacious drive to take action and make it happen. If you want to get started photographing newborns but have no idea where you need to start or what you need to know, if you know there's probably a way to find clients who want to work with you but you're a bit lost on how exactly to get them to find you, or if you kind of panic for every newborn session because what if it's too dark? What if the baby's fussy? Or what if it's a total disaster? Then Calm the Chaos is for you. Click the link in my show notes to find out more. I am excited to sit down and talk with Marina today. How about you introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, um, my name is Marina. I own Marina and I have photography. I focus on family photography right now and I I'm a mom. I have one son. He's a toddler. <laughs> he just turned two. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, I've been doing photography for about like 10-ish years, like when I started and, you know, tried figuring it all out and stuff. And I've loved it. And now I'm focusing on family photography, like I said, and also just started a podcast trying to help other photographers that also want to build that sustainable photography business because I didn't have anybody to help me when I first started out. So just trying to trying to help a little bit because it's it's lonely and then it's hard trying to figure it out on your own. So it sounds like we have a similar um, start to our photography. We've both been doing it about 10 years. I say the same thing. It was really lonely when I started and now I want to help other photographers because I don't want them to be lonely either. So we have a lot a lot in common in that manner. And I thought that it would be a really good topic today to talk about community over competition because you are, you are, it is in your heart. You can tell that you definitely believe deep down to your core community over competition. Um, And we hear that phrase a lot, community over competition. And what does it mean to you? And why do you think it's important? Like I said, I, there was no one really when I first started. I feel like, and you you know this, like 10-ish years ago when we first started, like there was not a lot of mentors and educators and a lot of help in that sense. So it was very lonely. And I think that's the biggest reason why this is so important to me. It's so near and dear to my heart is just I really, really believe that we were made to um, need community and need each other and it's very lonely especially when you're building your own business obviously like you don't have coworkers, you don't have people around you and it's a lot it's lonely and so that's why it's super important to me 
And it has just gotten more and more personal to me as the years have gone by, as I have been able to build community because it's, it's people that I absolutely love and appreciate and people that actually understand what I'm going through at the same time. And we can have that mutual understanding and be there for each other and help each other. But when I first started, that was not a thing. It was really, on top of being lonely, it was just really hard to break into the photography clicks that were a thing. You couldn't like fit in if you had just started off. There was no welcoming like, oh, you're new. Let's introduce you. Let's tell you what to do or not to do. You know, everybody's competition and it's this weird thing where, oh, like, I can't talk to you because you're going to take my business away. At least that was the feeling that I got initially. So as time went on, initially, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna put my blinders on, do my own thing, not even worry about everybody else. But as it got lonelier, and I realized that this is something that I was craving, I knew that if I was craving this, I was feeling this, that I could not be the only one. And from there, little by little, you know, I started reaching out to other photographers on Instagram that I had been following here locally, people started reaching out to me. And you know, we would start building that relationship. And um, little by little, we've built more of a community. And we are able to go out to coffee, we're able to do content days and take pictures of each other's families and things like that. But um, yeah, it's just, I don't even remember the original question, but <laughs> you, you just, answered so it. Like, yeah. Well, you brought up a good point. You said something, you said, I knew if I was feeling this, other people were feeling this. And something that I've discovered, you know, we talk also a lot about, about imposter syndrome. You know, when you first start doing photography, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, they're going to know that I'm a fraud in this. And I think a lot of it is because there's absolutely no training that goes into having to be a photographer. You can pick up a camera and become a photographer, right? And so I think with with that, and also we're sharing our creative soul, <laughs> like we're just bearing it all like, and, and we don't want people to look at us and be like, oh, you're not a real photographer. But something that I noticed, I felt imposter syndrome. I'm sure you felt imposter syndrome. I know like that's the one thing that a lot of new photographers say, I, you know, I feel like an imposter, but something that happened whenever I started talking to other photographers is I realized that I didn't feel alone because everyone else felt the same way that I was feeling. And it, it helped me know that, you know, it helped my confidence grow because I realized that, you know, everyone else kind of feels the same, same way that I'm feeling as well. It is, it's not just about the photos that you take. It is like you're saying, you're burying your whole, your soul. And it's way more personal than just, oh, that's not a good picture. You know, like <laughs> it's, it, you pour yourself, a little bit of yourself goes into your work. And yeah, when you first start out and you're trying to figure out your camera settings, you're trying to figure out editing. For me, I just way overdid the editing for a very long time. <laughs> I think we all, all my did green at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my two years ago, green. my I had really, really orange, like neon orange skin for a little while there because I was like, I was trying to, you know, fit in with what like the trend seemed like they were doing. I'm like, this, this no good. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I think we all go through that. On kind of like the flip side, sometimes it seems like people use that phrase community over competition as an excuse to throw other photographers under the bus when they won't share every bit of their business with other people. So when we started, 
it was don't share anything. And now it's kind of like the opposite. It's like, you better share everything. Things like your private locations, um, letting letting people use images for their promo. Oh, well, I'm not getting paid for it. Um, can I use it just for, you know, to show to show what my my vision is. Um, no, I did my work. You go do your work. So I think that sometimes it's like, and like <laughs> oh, they're not community over competition. They're not giving me these things. So what what is your take on on that? I yeah, it's <laughs> I like a cringe whenever I see those um, asterisk. Not my photo, and it's like <clears throat> okay, like I get it. I think a lot of it is. Some of us that are starting, because I did a lot of this when I first started out, I don't know if I necessarily did the, like, using other people's images to promote my own thing. Anyway, I don't think that as beginner photographers, once you're, like, coming into the space, I don't think that, like you said, there's nothing to, like, give you do's and don'ts and stuff like that. So I don't think people realize how it comes across or why you should or shouldn't do these types of things. I have people all the time DM me and they're like, just no hi, no nothing. It's just, where is this? <laughs> What's that location? <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I get it. And, you know, that's fine and all, but it's kind of like that TikTok sound. Like, what about, hello, how are you? <laughs> you know, like it goes, it would go so much farther if they would just literally just Hey, how's it going? And build a relationship first. Because for me, at least location-wise, I don't mind sharing locations with friends. Mm -hmm. I don't mind sharing where I got a client closet dress or different things, how I do certain things in my business. I don't mind sharing that with people. But at the same time, there's a right and wrong way to go about it. <laughs> and so I do think that, I mean, obviously there's absolute like, don't don't do that but there's other things that I think people just don't realize that it's not the greatest way to go about it like you know asking for locations or being upset that somebody isn't willing to share a location right because yeah like if I'm open to sharing locations that's fine but if it's a private location that you know I got permission from the owner and it's a private field or whatever the case may be and I don't want to share that that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not about community over competition. And I think on the flip side, there's a right and wrong way to respond to those messages. You know, you can mm -hmm. be really mean about it, yeah. but you can also be nice and just, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't share this one specific spot. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like you can be nice about it. You don't have to be a mean girl about it. But yeah, I think it's, there's a lot of different definitions now for community over competition because it is something that we are all kind of as a whole, as an, as the industry, we're getting, you know, warming up to a little bit more. But there are definitely people that just kind of, you know, throw it around and don't really mean it or don't act like it. But then on the flip side, there are people that abuse it a little bit or use yeah. it as like, uh, like, you're not actually come being, you know, community over competition or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's tricky, but I think at the end of the day, it's whatever's in your heart, people are going to be able to see that. If you're being authentic, if you genuinely want to help people, that's going to show. And if you're kind about, you know what, I don't share this, then people are going to appreciate that too. Like, Well, like recently, so I'm having my family photos done with a photographer in the area. 
And I had seen on another girl's page, like Instagram, um, a, a really cool location. And I know that those are friends, the, the two photographers are friends. And so I asked her, I go, hey, um, are you able to share this location with me? And she's like, I'm really, really sorry. I can't share that location. It's not mine to share, um, you know, and here in the Dallas area, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of photographers. And then they find a spot and they're kind of like, um, what is that bug that comes and just like eats everything and like destroys it? Sometimes photographers are like that in the, in the area. Like there's places we get banned from, um, like <laughs> there are places we get banned from because there's so many photographers that don't treat things well. So when she said, I really can't share that. It's not mine to share. I was like, that's totally fine. And then here's, what's really funny is like, I went to the photographer I'm using and I was like, I really like this vibe. I know like she doesn't want to share where it is, but can you like, do you have anything kind of like similar? Like, it's like rolling Hills, you know, it's not a very common thing in this area. And she was like, actually, it's my spot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so, you know, I respected the other photographer for not sharing. I'm like, yeah, totally fine. Like I, I get it. But things like that, yeah. you know, I totally, I totally get when people don't want to share something that's like special like that, because when it gets out, especially places like here, it just gets ruined. It's really sad um, that locations can get ruined by photographers who aren't taking care of it. Also, you know what? Going on that. Sorry. Now I'm going on a tangent. Um, be a leave no trace photographer. Don't leave confetti on the ground. Don't ruin things. Just leave no trace. Be a leave no trash. Nothing. Just leave it like you found it. All right, people that and that is also community over competition because you're saving it for the next photographer. Yes. I really didn't <laughs> go on that tangent. Okay. But <laughs> but it's true. The amount of time that I have spent editing out confetti that wasn't <laughs> from our session. Uh, it's so annoying. But yeah, like it's, it's just, it is another form of community of a competition being considerate of the other people that are going to use this spot for photography or otherwise. It's right. the same here in El Paso. Like it, I, I feel like the natural areas, it's hit or miss whether you're going to have confetti everywhere or like flower petals or whatever. So, yeah. Those are biodegradable flower petals. I, well, I've seen like plastic too, ones. Oh, oh uh, no. That's yeah, yeah. And those are easy to pick up. Oh, I know. Well, you, you'll, get me, you'll get me going whenever, whenever I see confetti on the ground. Um, <laughs> back to topic here. So to build on that question <laughs> about... Uh, you and I were mentors in, in the community. So we do, in fact, share a lot of our, quote, secrets um, on how we became successful and how we've gotten to where we are. But we also need our boundaries in that area, too. Um, and I think other people need to learn, one, to respect other photographer boundaries, respect mentors' boundaries. So do you have um, a way that you kind of put your own boundaries into place with, like, what you're going to give? to people who are asking you questions, you know, cause you'll get questions. Like, how do I, you know, how do I, I can't even think of a question off the top of my head right now, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it depends on the person. It depends on how, again, how they're going about it. There's a right and wrong way to do it. Obviously, if somebody has a course, like you, you have a newborn course, I'm not going to go and ask you, Oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? And like, ask you all the questions and expect you to answer all of my questions relating, relating to newborn photography, right? Because I know that that's what you offer. At the same time, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> what's I going to say? What's, what's your boundary? Do you have boundaries? I think for me, in my own business, I, I try to be as helpful as I can. But when it gets to a point where you're 
expecting a little too much to the point where you're messaging me all the time. You're, you know, someone is Mm. asking a lot of really in-depth questions and expecting me to answer them like within the first five minutes that they send them (laughs) or whatever. I kind of, you know, I have to be very clear on, you know what, like, I love helping out. I am glad to be here for you, cheer you on all that. But I still have, I mean, I still have to run my own business. I still have to take care of my family. And if I take all the time to help whoever is asking the questions or whoever is expecting, I guess, a handout, then I have to do that for everybody else. And I don't have that much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that actually brought me to like a po- um, a thought. We both have the same coach, mentor, uh, who is Brooke Jefferson. Brooke Jefferson. Brooke Jefferson. <laughs> Um, and she's fabulous. And one time I did ask like a little bit too, I guess, in depth of a question, like we were having a conversation, but then I think my question went a little bit too specific. And she goes, I'd love to answer you that for you. But um, you definitely have to book a, a one-on-one session for that. I was like, oh, yeah, duh, totally. Yeah, I can't believe like I kind of stepped over that boundary, which, you know, it all happens to us. You know, we all, you know, probably kind of take it one step too far. And then I told her later, I was like, I really appreciated you having those boundaries for yourself. And she goes, you know, I feel bad. It's not about you. It's about the people who have paid me for one-on-one sessions. And then I don't want to be giving it away to free for someone else. You know what I mean? So I have to respect the people who who are paying for my services. And I'm like, that's a really good point. Because let's relate it back to photographers. So what if we start giving away our sessions for free all the time, right? Um, and then we're working for free, right? And then what about the people that were making pay for the sessions? And then, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll do it for for you for free. Well, we do have that right to say that. But then it just kind of becomes not fair to those people that we're giving away to free that have to pay for it. So I, I, I that that metaphor, uh, a simile, I don't know, I can't go back to English, whatever that is, that comparison, um, <laughs> comparison just hopped in my head. Well, I'm having, I'm having trouble today as well. Um, anyways, did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? You're fine. Yeah, and I think it it does come back to it just being fair all around. Obviously, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my child. I hear him. He's That's okay. Upset at Toy Story. <sighs> okay. Um, you know, I think it it does come down to is it going to be fair for everybody involved? And realizing for somebody that's asking a photographer or a mentor educator really in any kind of industry, you have to kind of realize that we're trying to build our own businesses, feed our own families, and being aware of that so that when you do ask a question, you are considerate of that kind of like when you were asking Brooke, right? Like, being okay with her having those boundaries instead of getting butt hurt because Mm -hmm. she didn't want to answer your question, you know? Yeah, I think it comes down to realizing that the same way that you're trying, like you're saying, the same way that you're trying to build your business and take clients you're not going to take advantage of the other person because we've all had clients that try to just get a handout for photos right or they try to get the cheapest the lowest whatever and it's the same thing it's just you know (laughs) two different I guess in not industries but two different um business models I guess I also wanted to ask so as as a fellow follower of Christ, how do you specifically try to live as like a light in your business? And do you think supporting community over competition can complement like sharing your love of God? Like how do you kind of merge those two, I guess? I think at least the way that I have built my business, I use a lot of just my personal (laughs) 
personal branding, I guess, you know, and just me, who I am, how I am, you get what you see. Like, literally, like, I'm, I try to be as open and honest in everything that I do. And that goes for my conversations with other photographers. And um, at the same time, you know, conversations with photography clients and how I treat them and all of that. And so I think it's just the main, main thing is just praying for my clients, praying over my business, because I do believe that this is my mission field, you know, Mm -hmm. for maybe I'm not across the world in a, you know, third world country purifying water, but it's the same thing to me, you know, it's still it's important to me. And I think the main way that I've found is just covering my business with prayer and asking the Lord to bring the clients that he wants me to work with, the people that he wants me to be a light to. And then once they're here, then it's just being myself, being who he made me to be. Yeah, I think it's just at the end of the day, like, believing that This is my mission field. The photography clients that I work with, the photographers that I work with, these are people that the Lord is sending to my life and in my path for a reason. And I'm not going to hide the fact that one, I do believe in Jesus and two, just who he has created me to be. I'm not going to hide that. And so I think that's the main way, I guess. And just being so... I'm genuinely so thankful for this business. It would not be where it is today if it wasn't for the Lord. And I genuinely believe that. And so just using this platform that he has given me, this mission field, if you will, that he has provided to just give back to him and, you know, reflect him and his love, love people, show Jesus, just, you know, yeah, I I don't know. No, you you lost my train of thought at the end. (laughs) It's perfect. And I like how you said that this is this is your mission field. And it's taken me a really long time to understand that photography can actually be that like calling um, for the kingdom. You know what I mean? I was like, well, you, like you said, I'm not in a third world country, like purifying water. And so it's kind of hard to, to kind of relate that to you know, all I'm doing photography and they're, you know, purifying water. But I, I'm working through the Bible in the whole year right now. Um, I'm not on track to finish it in one year, just so you know, uh, but I'm trying <laughs> to get through it. And we just finished Exodus in the last, the last chapter of Exodus says, um, it, it goes on to say something about how I've, I've created the people who can design this arc, not arc, the, the thing that they carry, the lost thing. Oh my gosh, what's it called? Oh my, you know the yeah, right? the, Ark the, of the other, covenant. Yeah, thank you. The people who yeah. who can who can design that. He goes, I have created those people to do that. And then he goes on to say that any job that there is, um, I have created them to do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like me as a photographer, I can be that light in this world, even though I'm just a photographer, you know, and there's a lot of things that we do every once in a while, get this little light, like, oh my gosh, my job is so important. It's the last photo I have of my grandpa. It's, you know, you know, there's just so many things. And then it goes into the way we deal with our clients and the way we talk to other photographers and just 
I, I think people, I think people can tell like whenever you're, when you have that heart, you know what I mean? Like you said, like you're just being yourself, you know, and they can tell whenever you don't have a good heart and they can tell whenever you really truly mean what you're saying. So, yeah, for sure. And especially in photography, it's such a personal thing. Like you're saying, oh, it's the last photo that I have of my grandpa or, you know, that's definitely one of the drivers for me and my business. I don't have that many pictures with my grandparents and they passed when I was like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge deal to me. And it is this, you, you're coming into these people's personal space, their personal lives, very intimate moments. That's a huge deal. And if they're being so open and vulnerable with you to be able to capture these memories, why are we so scared of also being completely authentically ourselves, you know, right, obviously, maybe not, you know, every time that you show up to the session, hey, have you heard about Jesus, you know, but <laughs> yeah, still, like, there are ways to show Jesus and show his love for them, even in just, hey, you look great, like, you're beautiful and helping them see, especially the mamas, mm-hmm. helping them see that they are beautiful, regardless of how their bodies look after having a baby, etc. Right? There are so many ways. And I think it's just finding those little ways that actually make a huge difference in how you treat your clients in how you how you love them and how you genuinely serve them. Yeah. Well, do you have any advice on if someone feels like they don't have a community in the photography industry, like obviously they can come to either one of us. Um, but do you have any like for them to maybe create their own local communities? Like what would you do? So what I did, and I recommend people do this just in general, because it's, I feel like it's so needed, especially after 2020. <laughs> I feel like we all felt that isolation and loneliness. So I just recommend just get out of your comfort zone. I know, even though I do feel like I'm a little bit more extroverted than not, it still was hard to make that first move, if you will, of, hey, do you want to go grab some coffee, you know, and just reaching out to people and being the friend that you feel like you need. That's, that's been the way that I have been able to build this community. And it really is just one person at a time. Honestly, you can build that initially through social media. I mean, if you're actually using social media to be social, (laughs) it shouldn't be that hard to really connect with people and genuinely build those relationships. And then that can lead to, Oh, do you want to go grab some coffee sometime? Do you want to go and edit at a coffee shop together? Like, we have to do it anyway, might as well do it together, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it seems simple, even though it is sometimes hard to get out of that comfort zone and get out of your shell to actually be that friend. But it's really not that hard. And again, like, if you're feeling this, chances are people around you are also feeling the same thing. And yeah, some people may say that they want to meet up and then they don't make the effort or they're just saying yes but they don't actually mean it that's okay like not everybody is going to be a part of that tribe not everybody is going to want that community and that's okay but it goes back to how are you going to be the light how are you are go- how are you going to show Jesus 
and care for people. And if you're being genuine, you're going to attract genuine people as well. So that's my biggest advice is literally just getting out of your comfort zone and being that friend that you feel like you need. Yeah, for sure. And then if you do already have like a community and you have a tribe, then remember when you didn't. And then if you see someone who's a newer photographer, reach out to them. Like a lot, you know, maybe they feel a lot. They probably do feel alone, especially if they don't have any other photographer friends. So don't, you know, don't forget about what it felt like when you were lonely in the yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of go ahead. One super fun thing that we've done recently is just exchanging headshots with each other. Mm-hmm. And every time it's been, we've done this like two, two or three times here locally now, but every time it's different people and it's so cool. Like we all, I mean, obviously we all need headshots for our websites and stuff like that. So everybody gets headshots. Everybody, you know, gets to know each other and you start to build that community. And it's just an easy way to, kind of make that excuse of, oh, let's all hang out. And, you know, at the same time, we're doing something for our businesses. Yeah, that's been really fun to do too, recently. You know, there's a lot of parallels between being a photographer and being a mom. And because I bet, you know, when you're a new mom, you don't have that community and you feel a little bit like, where is everyone? Everyone else has friends, right? But no, you know, like we all kind of felt that loneliness, especially at the beginning. I've, I've, been lucky enough that my kids go to school now and I gotten involved in PTA, which um, is crazy to me that I'm involved in PTA, but I made friends that way. Like my, that was my aunt's biggest advice. She goes, just go to the school, just start being there, just get involved in everything. And I was like, okay, I will. And I did. And I, I made friends that way. So literally like if you're a mom, <laughs> lonely, do the same thing, you know, get involved. And because there are lonely moms out there too, there's lonely photographers um anyways <laughs> just thought that was a yeah interesting parallel for sure and I think it's a bonus when you can build that photography community with other photographer moms because mm-hmm. we haven't done this yet but we want to do kind of like a play date slash we're all editing at the same time yeah. potentially <laughs> we just have to find the right place right but yeah. it's so neat being able to also like you said like you connect with other photographers but they're also moms and yeah. At least for me, my son's two. He's the first one. Like I felt that loneliness and that village that everybody talks about doesn't come with the child. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really frustrating. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like just being there for the people that you can relate on that like loneliness and feeling like you don't fit in. Yeah, that's been my whole life. I've I've always been the odd one out. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to remember that feeling and then reach out to other people that are probably feeling the same way man I feel like we got pretty deep here today deeper than (laughs) I expected to (laughs) (laughs) um so you mentioned that you you have a podcast but I don't think you said what it was called it is called called to stand out right I got it right yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I said called a lot. There's only one called in the name of her podcast and I will link it in the show notes. That way they can find you. It's very inspirational. Um, I love listening to it and you have the best laugh, um, especially because I listen on 1.2 and a half speed. And so your laugh sped up 
is even better than your laugh in real. Like it's like, oh my gosh, it's I such love a that. fast giggle. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. I need to listen to it sped up now to see what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. It's like I literally would listen to your podcast just to hear you laugh all day, just because it's such a good laugh. It's joyful. Oh it's my gosh, I love that. So <laughs> I love well. that. Thanks for thanks for chatting. Yeah, this is fun. How do I end my recording? I lost it. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode or any questions you might have. Drop me a DM on Instagram at Brittany Renee underscore photo. And if you haven't already, be sure to join the free Facebook group. That's bit.ly slash capture the chaos FB. And lastly, it would help me out so much if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help boost ratings so I can reach other photographers who need a friend in the community just like you. Again, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.